Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. I forgot what we were doing. Spooky Movie Squad. <laughs> this is episode 195. Holy shit. This awesome podcast. And this is episode or chapter three in our month of comedy horror or silly stuff, spoof horror. So we went with a movie from my past, near and dear to me. This was one that me and my cousin watched all the time. I When we were watching it again, I was like, this isn't really that scary. And then like the last 20 minutes, I was like, damn, that's nightmare fuel for children uh, when people's skin melts off and it gets real crazy looking. I was like, oh yeah, that's why I didn't like it. But we watched the 1989 film Little Monsters. But I thought that was new with the zombies. No, we watched the other one called Little Monsters, the first one called Little Monsters. This one stars Howie Mandel. He's Maurice the monster. He's what? like Beetlejuice's little brother. Oh, wait. Isn't Maurice the monster, the hormone monster? Yeah. <laughs> They're probably related somehow. They talk crazy. <laughs> uh, it's got bed, a uh, bed, bed and friend, Savage, Fred and Ben. Savage <laughs> brothers. I mixed up with Bed and friend. That's my favorite so yeah, far. Bed and friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Stern's in this bad boy. He's a really good dad figure, and he's actually the adult voice from The Wonder Years. Yeah. So he's the adult voice of, of Kevin Arnold. Yeah, it's the damnedest thing. Uh, but this movie is really good. So if you don't don't know anything about Little Monsters, not the zombie one, but this one, it is about a kid, a smart kid, uh, Kevin McAllister grade intellect and in making things. He discovers that monsters under the bed are real. And he gets to go through their world. That sounds like Monsters, Inc. I know, right? Um, and he deals with a monster in that world, which is a piece of shit. That sounds a lot like Monsters, Inc. I know, right? Uh, but then just all the silliness that comes with that. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. Like I said, it's from my childhood. And it, it's a crazy one. So, uh, But we'll go around real quick. Katie, what did you think of Little Monsters? uh it was a lot <laughs> i don't think i watched this movie as a kid uh or maybe i did and i just completely wiped it from my memory um because i feel like i would have watched it because i like yeah. the savage brothers i like both of i love the wonder years i love boy meets world like there's not really a reason for me to have not watched this but i couldn't remember it at all and my adult brain like could not did not like it it was too wild <laughs> for my adult brain Kid me probably would have dug it, but adult me was like, this is over the fucking top, and I can't right now. <laughs> uh, Micah, what about you? Uh, I liked it. I had not seen this movie before. Um, I did read a fun fact that both this and Temple of Doom came out the same year and really forced the PG-13 writing. Like, I don't think there was a PG-13. They both came out as PG, and it was too much I'm pretty sure kids. that was Gremlins. That was Gremlins. You're right. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's some, there's some wild spots in this, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, you, yes, there was. Sorry. <laughs> reading fun facts about other movies that we've already done. <laughs> Quick, edit. Splice this part. Put it into that movie. <laughs> 
Okay, but other than that, I didn't realize how many movies I missed that had so much practical effect. Like between this one and whatever that one that by Peter Jackson that we watched. And, oh, Dead Alive. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of pra- oh, and and the uh, the scene that looked like it was a battle of uh, in a in a like a giant toy toy store. Toy store. That must have been the most fun thing to set up and shoot. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I liked it because it was like a, well, I, I don't know how family friendly you can call this movie. I know it was probably advertised as such. I mean, with with uh, the, you know, Maurice on the cover with his, you know, arms crossed backs together buds you know like it's fun for the whole family it's like oh my god what did we do uh that's therapy for you young one um but it's like a much more child-friendly version of boogeyman with all the like interdimensional doorways and stuff way worse child-friendly boogeyman right no thank you <laughs> suckers you Hard in pass. howie mandel suckle suckers you in oh it's getting worse <laughs> emma what did you think um i'm more along the lines with katie i had never seen this either and though it did have some comical moments the dad was too much and frustrating and maurice i was like do you ever stop talking for real coming from someone who literally never stops talking (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) i was like jesus (laughs) that's too much so you know silently the whole film i'm thinking to myself like fuck do i actually sound like this like oh my god so yeah it was it was a lot it sure was so it uh it was a movie that happened that's uh that's a hundred (laughs) percent it's a movie i can guarantee that (laughs) uh but no it's i i understand why kidney loved it so much because maurice he's it's one of my seven words but he's that funny friend that just won't shut the fuck up and you're like you say funny things but fuck you don't give me a second to like marinate on that joke because you already thrown out three more jokes uh but he's a good friend and that's i always like that too and sci-fi weird stuff like this movie i love a good friendship and it's a really good one in this and then like i said the last 20 minutes is just nightmare fuel for children because when people catch on fire, they don't look good or they hit, get hit with lights and stuff. It's, yeah. it's real scary at the end. So, uh, But yeah, my cousin was all about this movie. And he was a couple of years older than me, which meant I was all about this movie. And we watched a ton of Nightmare on Elm Streets. And then he's like, hey, let's watch a little monsters. I'm like, oh, OK. And I was like, ah. but then I was like, hey, this is really good. So this I think this is one of my <laughs> first movies <laughs> uh, with Fred Savage. I think it was one of the first ones I saw. And I was like, damn, Fred Savage is awesome. I want to. I want to be like him. Like he made all that shit. And I was I saw like, saw him in Princess Bride first. Oh yeah, I, I finally finished Princess Bride later in my life. But I remember watching chunks of it. I remember the rat just jumping on him. I remember that when I was little. But <laughs> but later on, I finally sat and watched it and understood the jokes. I was like, oh okay, okay, I get it. Man. But um, no, this movie's fun. I will say it's it's from '89, and like uh, like the the lady said, 
Maurice is a lot, but I have friends that are like this and just they <laughs> just quote shut up. So I, I I got it. Like Maurice is just he's lonely. He doesn't want to bring it up or say he's like he's fucking lonely. So that's why he acts so wild and stuff. So the difference between our friends who talk a lot and Maurice is that our friends who talk a lot will occasionally shut up to like take a drink or <laughs> eat or play a video game and maurice was just non-stop talking Plus every time he was on the screen for what an hour and a half it just went on and on and on and it's like i felt like my brain turning to mush because i was like trying to keep up with what he was saying <laughs> but it my brain was like in overdrive trying to keep up with his pacing and like take in all the words that he was saying because they were all relevant and it was just so much like my brain was working so hard to keep up with him it was like watching gilmore girls but like <laughs> on silent but on silent so like trying to read the fucking text at the bottom of the screen trying to read the closed captioning while watching gilmore girls and your brain is just like what the fuck is happening <laughs> Oh, uh, one quick fun fact uh, that I didn't understand or realize. There is a bad guy in this movie, and I'll just bring it up. The main evil bad guy. His name is Boy. And I saw, looked at his face, and I was like, you look familiar, sir. Who are you? So if you've watched Pulp Fiction, so he's Brett, the one that's answering the questions when Samuel Jackson is, like, holding a gun to his face, and he's like, say what mo- again, motherfucker? It's the what guy. That's him, but older. Or if you watched Luke Cage, he is Misty's evil, corrupted partner in the first season. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's got a weird last name, but he was the bad white guy that was with Misty Knight when she was a cop still. So I was like, son of a bitch. How old is he? Like, he looks the same. But yeah, so we'll get through this bad boy talking about little monsters. So uh, this movie, we realized we didn't know where they went because they don't explain where they moved to, but it's Boston, suburban Boston. So Brian Stevenson, that's Fred Savage or Bed Savage, like I said earlier, uh, they moved to southern uh, suburban Boston and he's feeling really friendless because all his, you know, all his buddies and stuff are in his old, wherever they came from. Uh, I've never had to move in. I did lose friends, but then I gained like cool ones and like Steven stuff, but I don't even remember the friends I had, but that must really suck when you move and you like, you go far enough. You don't see your friends cages. I never moved. So <laughs> I, I don't got, I don't know. <laughs> so um, hey, I'm, I, I'm living in the city I was born and raised in. Hey, look at that. Not born, but raised in same. Right. Hey, look at that. Y'all never had to feel that. The sting. <laughs> so what Brian likes to do is just get up really really early and he has this alarm clock where it's just lights it's not loud and he gets up and he watches i forgot the name of the show but it just this chick was in a bikini just answering questions and he ate a peanut butter and onion sandwich it's his absolute favorite you know who else <laughs> likes peanut butter and onion sandwiches <laughs> this really guy Micah. i really really do though he puts turkey on it too oh man that's oh Oh, it's it's not, oh just you see everybody has the same reaction, man. You gotta try it. No, I did. Try Although it, I'm not as fucking gross. savage as putting like a whole third of an onion on it. That was a bit much. Oh, so much onion. <laughs> so much onion. 
But dude, peanut butter and onion, mm. yes. I knew game, I knew somebody that game changer, game changer. <laughs> when I saw like, it, when I saw Prince Savage do it, I was like, I know are, somebody that likes that. I don't understand why anyone anywhere in the world was like, you know what? I don't have any jelly, so I'm gonna make a peanut butter and blank sandwich. And people just started putting wild ass shit on peanut butter sandwiches. You gotta do what you gotta do. Like. Have you ever heard of a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich? Because that's a thing. Or a peanut butter and pickles sandwich? That's also a fucking thing. Fuck like, that's so gross sounding. I fuck with a pickle sandwich. Mmm, no. It tastes like poor. <laughs> that's how bologna sandwiches taste to yeah, me. Fried bologna sandwiches, that's poor as fuck. No, not fried bologna sandwiches. Plain bologna sandwiches. You know, plain, plain on Wonder Bread. You just on on cold on bologna, off Wonder Bread. <laughs> yeah, cold bologna and fucking craft singles. Okay. Oh man, <laughs> that is poor. Sixty-seven meal slices of American cheese. Yes, right. all all fucking elementary school. Okay, so um, the next couple of days go by and Brian's being blamed for things that he didn't do. Uh, he's a bad kid and he understands what the fuck he did. But someone set up ice cream to just splash on his dad when he opens up a cabin cabinet. And he's like, oh, I didn't do that. And someone set up a bike in front of moved his bike. <clears throat> yeah, moved his bike right behind his dad's car. And so the dad ran over his bike and he's like, oh, why would I destroy my own shit? That's what I would have said. Like, bro, why would I put my own bike in front of your car? I mean, he did say that. <laughs> yeah, his dad like, was just like, bitch. Add another week to your grounding. He's like, why would I do that? No, I got it. It was for the insurance money. Right. <laughs> but someone is doing bad stuff to his shit and blaming it for blaming it on him. So at night, Brian's little brother keeps screaming and he says that a monster keeps popping up into his room. And so they come up with a plan. Eric actually double dares his big brother to switch beds with him. And then you sleep in there and you see what happens. And he's like, yeah, I promise I'm not lying. There's a fucking monster in there. Okay. Bitch. Okay. So the first night uh, he hears something in the room and he's kind of like, oh shit, someone, something's in here. And then it goes away when he gets a light going. And then the TV remote is just on the floor. And then the TV remote gets snatched away into the darkness under the bed. And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, he's a little, a little bothered after that. Uh, and he actually goes to the living room couch and sleeps for the rest of the night. He's like, no, nah, I'm not sleeping in there. And so Brian, he bets his little brother double or nothing. And he's going to sleep in his room one more night. And then this is when he pulls a home alone. He saws, he sets up the, the legs of the bed to just fall. And he sets up this whole just contraption that the second something goes down, he can just make the bed go flat and so if, if there's a monster coming from under the bed it won't have an escape route and then he can click the lights on and figure out what the fuck it is so he sets up cheese doritos as bait all around the bed and he tries to get some sleep they are loud as fuck yeah uh the thing comes out late at night and starts munching 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 crunching munching it's a mon- monster yeah munching and crunching <laughs> on the door <laughs> <laughs> And he sets off the trap. Huzzah! He caught it. And then the monster jumps on him. And I'm like, oh my god, I'd have been screaming if something jumped on me. Right, he was so quiet and brave. 
Uh, he's he's fighting off the monster, and then the lights get clicked on. The dad's like, "What the fuck are you doing in here?" Because yeah, because he all he can hear is fucking scuttle. Before the scuttling, he hears a whole bed hit the ground. He's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, the bang! What the fuck was that?" And then there's Doritos everywhere on the ground. He's like, "What the fuck? what the fuck is this mess?" And he steps on a Dorito. He's like, "What are you doing?" Is this how we get ants? Yes, yes, it is. This yes. is how we get ants. <laughs> Yeah, you click the light on and you see your son covered in Doritos everywhere and then just fighting a pile of clothes on the ground. You're like, are you on crack, little man? Like, no. (laughs) And so he tells him, you're going to clean all this up. You're in even more trouble. You got to do all the yard work. Go to fucking bed. (laughs) It's time to go to the fuck to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And so when the dad leaves, Brian, he clicks the lights back off and lo and behold, the clothes on the ground start to grow it's maurice he's a blue skinned thing and he pops out and he's instantly really annoying like like an annoying friend that you know for a really long time he just hops around the room looking at everything making jokes looks at his baseball card collection he's like got him got him got him got him <laughs> never forget that line uh but he's hopping around the room and brian realizes that he's really not that bad of a guy mm. And then while they're talking to each other, realizing that he's not that dangerous, daylight hits. So Brian's been up for hours and Maurice starts to melt like the Wicked Witch. And he's like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here before the sun actually comes up or I will die. And Brian's like, oh, shit, like sunlight really hurts you. And so he's like, please get me back under the bed. Like, I really need to get under there. And Maurice pleads for his life. And Brian actually sets him back under the bed and then maurice pops back out tells him thank you and he's like i'll see you again he's like we're not done here and the the next night brian is actually pacing around his room Uh, he hears his brother scream he's like monster and then maurice pops up into his room he lives in the attic which is a sweet ass room i always wanted an attic room and Maurice is like, why'd you change rooms, bro? He's like, oh, this is actually my real room. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, he sets up Christmas lights so he can actually see Maurice. And it doesn't really hurt Maurice. So later on, we see that in their world, there are lights. And Katie was like, but there's lights right there. But it's like different colored. I think pure light hurts. But Maurice tells Brian that he's never been trapped before by a human. And he's like, you're pretty damn cool, Brian. I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to show you my world. Like, come with me under the bed and so he stranger danger brian he came yeah. from under his bed I'm under the bed stranger fucking danger <laughs> what else can he do he came from under the bed man ignore him and go back to fucking sleep bullshit he can't i'm not going i'm not following a monster <laughs> back down to his creepy ass world well you're not having magical adventures and making a also not trying to get raped okay like <laughs> Girls are taught from a very young age not to trust anybody, let alone a grown-ass man dressed in all blue who came out from underneath my bed. Okay, it ain't fucking happening. <laughs> so, Brian, not worried about getting raped. Clearly. Guess, yeah. Uh, he joins Maurice in the underworld? They don't really have a name for it. It's Monsters World. I don't know. Hell. Um, but it's full of all the cool things that kids would love, and there's a reason to it. And so there's a running theory in my head, and they kind of bring it up. But it's full of junk food and games and toys. And it's like, damn, this is pretty fucking fun. And Brian is going down there every night having fun, not getting sleep, looking like a 
fucking druggy <laughs> in school when he gets up for the morning, but he's having a good time down there. And he realizes that Maurice has a job. He's actually, I don't think he's paid, but he has assignments and he goes to houses every night and scares kids or sets up fucking traps to make them look like all they do is stay up late and just cause fucking commotion for their parents. He's like, oh, so you're the one that did all that shit to me. He's like, yeah, I kind of set up all those traps. I'm sorry, bro. But that's what Maurice does in his in his life. And so over the next couple of nights, they go by all of Maurice, uh, Brian's friends and bullies. Uh, the one bully, hey, it's Buzz from Home Alone. Uh, and they <laughs> they put cat food in his tuna fish sandwich. And they drink all the apple juice out of the bottle and piss into it. Well, Maurice pisses yeah. into it. And sets it up. And he's like, this is going to be so foamy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's hot. Hot piss. But um, he's like, oh, he's going to be pissed. <laughs> and I laugh because that's a funny fucking joke. Um, <laughs> they head by Brian's not girlfriend because he that's not his girlfriend. But her name is Kirsten. And she is the smart person of the group. And um, she has this cool project she's working on with this plant that grows at nighttime and she's trying to train it to grow in day and stuff. And they head over and Maurice actually makes his hand turn into a dog and eats her report because he's an asshole. <laughs> and that's what you do, I guess, when you're an asshole. And Kirsten actually fails her project. And he's like, dude, you can't do that. So uh, over the next couple of nights, Brian realizes that I mean, this is fun, but the monsters are kind of assholes sometimes because Maurice takes Brian with them to uh, on a big assignment. Everyone's excited. All the monsters are like, hell yeah, we all got to go. And it's a bedroom of an infant baby. And they're like, well, you, we got to scare him, man. It makes you tougher. And so there's a room full of horrifying looking monsters. There's a pumpkin one looking head thing. They're all scaring a shit. That pumpkin was fucking nightmare fuel. Yeah, there's some scary oh, ones there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so there's some really scary ones down there. And Brian's like, okay, this is enough. Like, you know, we scared a kid. This isn't fun, you know? Yeah, and it's just cruel. And Maurice is like, this is what we do, bro. Like, this, <laughs> don't, don't harsh my vibe, bro. Uh, so Brian clicks on the lights and runs off. They all turn into clothes and he runs home and he actually meets up with one of Eric's friends, his little brother's friends, as he falls out of a treehouse. That had to be the most horrific fall. And his friend actually shines light on Brian and sweet Jesus, Brian's arm shrinks back into his clothes. So the longer he's down in the monster world, he is slowly turning into a monster. And so this is like my headcanon because they don't say it outwardly, say these words. But if you stay long enough, you turn into a monster. So that's why there's so many monsters down there. It's all the bad kids that find their way there or trap a monster or it's like, well, fuck it, man. My life sucks. I'll come down here. And so Maurice at some point was a human kid and he got trapped down there or not even trapped down there. He probably thought it was fucking fun and just stayed long enough and he turned into a monster. And so your skin probably changes and stuff like that. So while all of this is happening, we meet up with some bad monsters. So, you know, you can't have a world where everyone's nice, just like in Monsters, Inc. So there is a giant monster named Snick. And no, not the Nickelodeon block of shows on Saturday night. Not Snick with a C, S-N-I-K. 
Uh, he's a no neck some bitch that is just a bully to all the monsters, and he is like the second in command to the real boss of the monster world. I guess there's I don't know why there's a boss, but his name is Boy, and he looks like a little boy. But if you look at him closely, you see that he's put skin on him to make him look like he is a human. And they do this really cool pan around his body and you see the back of his head and he's got like straps to keep the skin on because it's not his skin, which makes it even worse. If you really, really, really think about it, he skinned a kid and took that kid's skin to make himself look like a human. And I was like, oh, shit. But that's my brain just working out all the little nods and stuff. So yeah, handsome Jack vibes, right? (laughs) So Snick wants maurice to keep brian down there he's like well why'd your friend leave he's like uh you know he had to leave he's like no he needs to stay because boy needs new kids down here and so now we're like oh now we get it you know there's something to this so snick's like if you can't do it maurice i'll take care of the kid and so snick sneaks through the house uh because brian realizes he's done with this monster world he's like i don't want anything else to do with this he cuts all the legs off the the beds in the house so there's no way to get through so the monsters can't get him oh he forgot the pull out couch bed so snick finds a way through and he kidnaps eric <laughs> and so the little brother is snatched up the mom's freaking out oh i forgot the the sub story. i was gonna say i was gonna say the little story in the background yeah i forgot so the whole time Brian's having fun and gaining a new friend, his parents are hating each other. And then they do the, well, we're not getting divorced. We're just going to take a little break from each other. And he's like, I'm going to live in the city. And then Brian's like, he sees what's happening. He's like, y'all are getting a fucking divorce. And the little Eric is like, is it my fault? And they're like, no, it's not. And Brian's <laughs> like, Ugh. he's just pissed off in the back. Um, but yeah, Eric's like, hey, man, I'll do all my chores. He's like, I promise I'll be good. You don't have to get a divorce. And I'm like, oh, man, that's sad shit. Uh, I always thought it was a really good scene with Maurice. After he hears his parents are getting, they're probably getting a divorce, honestly. Even after the end of this movie, they're probably still getting a divorce. But when Maurice, for the first time in the movie, doesn't make a joke, he is silent for like 30 seconds. And he just sits next to Brian looks at him he doesn't need, actually know what to say and he's like i i heard everything dude i'm sorry and then brian's just like sad and he's like <laughs> it, it, i thought that was really cool for a person that's so outspoken like he knows when to shut up <laughs> when something really important's happening so brian realizes that eric is down in the monster world so he enlists help from todd eric's friend and kirsten because she's smart as fuck and Kirsten has the key to the room with all the light bulbs at the school. So obviously you want to have that person as a friend. So they make their way down into the monster world because Brian is damn near close being a monster. So he can get them in easy. And they fight off all the monsters down there, turn them into clothes. Cause when light hits them, they turn into clothes and they make their way to boys room. That's such a dumb name. Uh, they make to boys room. So, boy comes up with a deal. He's like, I don't want Eric. I don't want Kirsten, your little girlfriend, or the other weird nerdy boy. 
He's like, I want you, Brian, because you're really, really smart. And I want a friend down here. So how about this? You stay. Everybody else can leave. And then Brian, for a second, it's kind of like, maybe. But then he's like, no, fuck that. Give me my my brother back and shines the light on to Snick and boy. And boy gets a couple of burns on him. And Snick kind of gets hurt, too. But then they scoot off. And then there are tons of toys with real fucking bullets on them, I guess, and bombs. They come out and the kids get split up and they're fighting for their lives, diving from explosions and stuff like that. But unfortunately, they all get grabbed and thrown into a dungeon because the plan is if you stay overnight and daylight hits while you're still in the monster world, you stay a monster. You can't get out. So boys like, well, if you stay long enough to just be stuck down here and then you have to listen to me or die. So I don't really care at that point. And then they find out that Maurice is down there. Maurice got his ass kicked and thrown into the dungeon. So they come up with a really cool plan and they make a light out of pencils and a rotary phone, like an old timey phone. And they make enough light that Maurice turns into clothes and they stuff him under the door. Maurice opens the door and they run off. And so they realize we need more weapons. So they make it back to the human world one more time. And Maurice actually goes and finds the school bully. I don't know why they had to bring him there, but Buzz probably cost a little bit of money. So they're like, <laughs> he was contractually obligated to be in like seven scenes so they grab the bully and they grab all the lights and they make like light suits and they head back down there and they fuck up boy uh they shine light on him to the point where his skin comes off and his real face is green and lumpy and really terrifying and then he just turns into clothes and snick is fucked up and he gets away and he's actually reforming his body. And then Maurice takes the, you can see him in one scene. He's slowly making his way up to boy's domain with a flamethrower. So I don't know who owns a flamethrower, but they do. And Maurice tells him like he got a light and sets Snick on fire and he dies. So hooray, all the monsters in Monster Town are like happy that these humans came down here and did their job <laughs> and killed the asshole people. So they make their way back to the original opening that they did the bed but daylight has hit and so maurice tells him like i'm sorry guys you guys are stuck down here it's like lights already hit but brian realizes that wait if we just travel to the west no east no west if we travel west because they're in boston we can outrace (laughs) we can race the sun yeah and so time works differently down there And they make their way running up multiple stairways to different beds in different states. And they pass by everything and they make it to Malibu and the sun hasn't risen yet. And so they make their way out. And so it's just Brian and Maurice. And Maurice is really sad because he's losing a friend, even though Brian could just go back down there a week from now. Just And he tells him like, hey, all the effects is happening. You won't stay almost monster. If you just kind of stay away for a while, you'll you'll be normal. So it's all right. And Maurice takes off his cool leather jacket full of fucking flair and merch that he's stolen over the years. And he gives it to Brian and then lifts Brian out into the world. And then we hear a talking head song called uh, Road to Nowhere. Really good song. And Brian's like, I'll be back, dude. I'm, I'm going to see you again. And then they run off and they get to a pay phone. 
Brian calls his parents that they're back together for that night. And he tells them like, Hey, I found Eric. And she's like, Oh my God, you found Eric. Where are you? He's like, well, we're in Malibu, like Malibu, Malibu, Massachusetts. Where the fuck is Malibu? And he's like, I, right. I got a long story to tell you. So I guess he's gonna, yep. So uh, I guess he's going to explain like, uh, monsters are real. (laughs) And if you wait till nighttime, I can just make it back through again. So, uh, but yeah, that's the end of the movie. So, Katie, who was your favorite character in Little Monsters? Kirsten, the smart girl. <laughs> Me she too. Was, she was the best. Uh, all she cared about was science, and she was not putting up with these dumbass boys. <laughs> and I appreciated it. She was great. Micah. Maurice. Uh, he had really good character development. I mean, like you said, obviously most of these monsters were all kids. You know, they're like lost boys, basically. Yeah. And so he's super innocent. He just wants to play and do his monster thing because he's got a job. You know, he's got to he's got to pay the monster rent, and <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like super innocent. Doesn't realize that what he's doing is like hurting. You know, is hurting people. Like when he tears up uh, Kirsten's homework and shit like that. He's like, what? You're not supposed to do that. And he's like, no, rule number one, you can't get attached. Like, that's it. And it's like, but that's what you're doing. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then he like totally bails him out. He's like, wait, I know how this works. I can, you know, help get you out of here. And so he, you know, they figure out a plan to get him out of there. And so he has a crazy crap ton of character development through the whole movie. And he goes from being an innocent kid to, you know, still being innocent and doing his monster thing, but like, hey, I could still have a friend. That's pretty cool. Emma. Kirsten. Exactly why Katie said all she cared about was her science stuff and doing her thing, and she didn't give two fucks about drama or people's problems, and that was great. So, no, I (laughs) love her. Otis. I went with, I cheated. I put two names, but I went with Brian and crazy old Maurice. Always good for a laugh. Uh, <laughs> they're great together. Uh, it's cool to see just a friendship like happening, like real time. And I thought it was really cool. And like I said before, Maurice, and like Micah said, uh, he really did grow <laughs> in this movie. Uh, sure, he was still annoying all the way through. But like I said, when Brian was realizing that his parents are going to get a divorce and the first time he actually is just dead quiet and trying to like make his friend feel better i was like damn that's see that's a good ass friend you know and you know even at the end maurice is like well you're the first friend like real friend that i've made and he brian's like yeah man like you're like my best friend it's like oh it's so sad but they're really cool it'd be nice you know every every movie's getting a reboot or whatever It'd be cool if they made, even like if it was a short, just get Howie Mandel back in <laughs> blue stuff and then Fred Savage still alive. Fuck it. Make him older. Maybe Fred takes his kid under the bed to meet Maurice. He's Whoa. like, I think you're old enough. Let's go visit my good friend. And then, hell, I don't know. Maurice got a kid down there. I don't know how monsters work. They kidnap other kids. <laughs> <laughs> kidnap a kid. He's like, look at my kid. They're like, you stole a child? He's like, Oh, <laughs> that'd actually be a funny joke. That's not funny. Kidnapping is not funny. <laughs> or maybe, maybe he kid, maybe he takes him down there to save his life. Yeah, 
Yeah, maybe he's got, got terminal a terminal illness, and he turns him into a monster so he doesn't have to die. Yeah, maybe it's Make a Wish kid. Monster with a terminal illness. Oh my god, a Make a Wish kid. <laughs> Yikes! Oh no! <laughs> a monster down there that was in a wheelchair and couldn't even do anything. Like, see, that equal opportunity. Non-discriminatory monsters. But it didn't save him. <laughs> he couldn't do anything in the monster world. He was just stuck in his wheelchair. Like you couldn't just save a cancer kid. Like that wouldn't solve anything. They'd just be a monster with cancer stuck in the bottom of monster world, unable to see their family ever again. Well, you don't know that monsters have cancer. Maybe turning him into a monster gets rid of that. Yeah. It didn't get rid of that kid's wheelchair and his ability didn't give him the ability to walk. So I'm going to assume, yes, he'd still have cancer. <laughs> we need to talk to the director or Fred Savage. Hey, Fred Savage, what do you think? You think monsters get cancer? I think if Fred Savage <laughs> made another one of these, he'd be annoyed as fuck at Maurice as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adults do not have the patience to put up with Maurice. Hey, how am I do? How am I do? Do monsters get cancer? He's like, get out of my face. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, so, Katie, who is your least favorite character? Maurice. Yes. Maurice. Same. He was so over the top that I I couldn't handle it. It took oh. away. <laughs> It took away from the fucking movie for me. Like I was saying earlier, he just spoke so fast and there was so much coming out of his mouth, like a mile a minute, that it was giving me a headache throughout the film, like trying to follow what the fuck he was talking about. And I don't know. I'm I'm too far removed, I think, from the fun, happy kid, like, ha ha, being mean to people is funny. Like I'm too yeah. far past that because all of the things that they were doing when they, when he took Brian, like on that journey to go help him scare other kids or whatever the fuck, like those things were just cruel. Like yeah. I understand that buzz from home alone was a dick to you. And I get the like cat food in the sandwich. Like that's a funny prank, <laughs> but like, it is fucked up. But like, when I was a kid, I would have laughed at that, right? But now I'm just like, dude, that's hella fucked up. Like that kid probably got super sick, and you made him drink pee, like apple yeah. juice pee, and then like the eating of the homework, like that's so fucked up. Oh, yeah. speaking of one thing, I I forgot uh, the the line that he he like brings out his hand. And he's like, oh yes, uh, right, my right at right hand, man's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was brutal. That's uh, a jerking it joke. But Maurice was too much for me. Like the crude humor part of it made sense because it's meant to be fun for kids, but it didn't translate for adults, I think. No. Like from from like if I had watched it as a kid, I thought I probably would have loved it and thought it was hilarious, but watching it as an adult, I was just like this is like you're just a dick and it's too much. You're too much of a dick right now and I can't handle it. Micah. Snick. Because he's just a baby back bitch. Yes, he is. (laughs) He's more like a big back bitch. Emma. Yeah, you don't even have to ask me. My answer is Maurice for everything that Katie said. Go ahead, Otis. Oh. So I went with boy. 
uh, if you listen to these episodes, you know how much I love villains. It's probably one of my favorite characters because they can do anything. They don't have rules. Uh, Boy came in, I think, a little too late into the sh- to the movie. So Snick felt like more of the last boss because he was the last one they had to fight off at the end. But Boy, I will say, looked creepy. He looked the part of a really good villain. Like I said, when they show that scene and he's talking, he's like, Brian, he's like, I just want to be your friend. He's talking all nice and stuff. And they showed a back of his head and it's just skin being just bound together because he's trying to make himself look like a human. And I'm like, that's That's really, it's so creepy. Like I said, he took that skin from somebody. (laughs) That's terrible. So someone got skinned. So, um, he had he looked the part. He just he came in a little too late for me to be like I don't really like you, and Snick with his no neck ass. He's annoying, but I didn't like Boy even less. So let's do seven word synopsis. So my phone gets started. Let me see. So I have a couple. Um, Maurice is that funny but annoying friend, <laughs> and then my last one is. Last 30 minutes are fucking nightmare fuel. <laughs> There's a lot of scary shit that goes down at last 30 minutes. So, Katie. Monsterland was giving me serious Pinocchio vibes. <laughs> Yarp. Um, because the idea that, like, bad kids go there and then they become the monsters was totally the fucking funland thing at the end of pinocchio where all yeah, the boys the all the bad boys go and they get to do whatever the fuck they want and then they end up becoming donkeys so it was totally that and boy was totally like the stagecoach yeah. driver like running yeah. the whole show like making these kids into just fucking monsters to you know fuel the whole problem um yeah it was weird um, and then should have waited till night, gone through Monsterland. So at the end of the movie, they end up in California in Malibu and have to call their parents and be like, hey, can you like buy us plane tickets or question mark? Come get us. We're in California. Please come. And it's like fucking five kids. Right. Instead, what they should have done is just like all call their parents and be like, hey, I went to uh, so-and-so's house early. I woke up early, early this morning and I went to so-and-so's house and I'm going to stay there. Um, Like we're going to I'm going to we're going to have a sleepover. Right. I'll be back tonight or whatever. I'm going to hang out at their house all day. I'm going to come back tonight and then gone back down into Monster World when Mm -hmm. it becomes nighttime in California. And ran their asses back to Boston because there's no reasonable, like they, who the fuck even knows what the lie was that they came up with explaining how the fuck they, five kids with no money got from Boston to California overnight. Probably told the truth, I guess. Yeah. And who is believing that? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, just telling you, he probably told the truth. Like in the 80s, the only way you could have gotten from one side of the country to the other that quickly is by plane. Yeah, five kids don't have any money. Like, there's no, no fucking way. Uh, Micah just can't handle all the bright lights and get shit, smash shit, put shit back. 
Monster ball. <laughs> Emma. Okay. What an absolute asshole of a father. Yeah. Oh, the 80s. Different time, different rules. Yep. There was so much about so much of this movie that I was like, wow. Wow. I can't believe you were allowed to do that. Kids without technological overlords are very resourceful. Yep. And then my alliterative messy magic-ish monster maniac, Maurice, makes mischief. Hey, I like that. (laughs) My cat's snoring. I can hear her. So, (laughs) this film came out August 25th, 1989. Uh, what do you guys think the budget for Little Monsters was? Uh, $7 dues. Emma. $15 dues. Micah. Oh, lowball. $1 due. Hey, I like where your head's at. Didn't work this time. So the budget was $7.1 dues. Nice. Oh, God damn. I was hella close. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you guys think the box office for Little Monsters was, Katie? Uh, three and a half dollar dues. Hey, let's see what you're doing, Emma. Ten dollar dues. Hey, Micah, just really feeling this number tonight. One dollar due, Bob. <laughs> so closest to the pin, when a little over, is Micah. The box over? office. Was seven hundred and ninety-three thousand oh, seven hundred seventy-five. No! So there is a ten So there's a reason. There's a reason. Um, it was financed by some companies, and then some of them went out of business. So it released in uh, only one hundred and seventy-nine movie theaters. So it didn't. Wow. It didn't get shown everywhere. And this is eighty-nine. So I remember with uh. What Evil Dead, that was the issue with that. It's like only certain places had it and they moved and did it like that. Um, it made a ton of money on DVD and VHS and Blu-ray and stuff like that. It's it's a certified banger now. But yeah, back then it didn't get the play that it really should have. It could have easily made its money back. Like, you know, Fred Savage was awesome and Howie Mandel's hilarious. So it should have worked. But unfortunately for them, they didn't show it to enough places. So minority kill count. I can't think of anyone dying. Monsters. Yeah, you're right. Only two monsters died, but not really yeah. anyone. So we are at 198 and a Tito turtle. We will hit 200 one day, but that day is not today. So does anybody else have anything else to say about little monsters? Sure don't. No, no. No. It's a lot, and it is not um, it is not 2022 kid friendly. Nay. <laughs> so when it's a, it says what PG 13? PG. Mm-hmm. PG. Oh, oh, it's PG. Uh, this is definitely PG 13. This is uh older, like teenagers. Yeah. This is a teenager movie, not a kid movie, like 13 and up. Because there is a lot yeah. of inappropriateness. There's a lot of scary shit. The end of it, yeah, it probably wouldn't have been scary to me in the '90s because everything kind of looked like that. 
Uh, kind of like that meme that you see like kid everything when I was little was scary (laughs) and it's just like a picture of the old uh, McDonald's um characters yeah yeah like the hamburger and all that shit they just look horrible horrible. um but that's totally true like everything when we were kids was scary looking and going back and watching it you're like fuck that why did I not have nightmares like that shit was literally terrifying um and i don't think kids today could handle it a lot of it like they handle they're the type of horror and scary things that they look at now it's very different than the scary things we looked at as kids and i think it would freak a lot of kids out to watch this movie as a at a young age Yep, yep yep so with that that's the end of the episode so if you have any other fun facts about fred savage Hey, you know, he's like directs a lot of like kids shows on Nickelodeon. Yeah, he's also a big part of the Wonder Years TV show that just came back. Yeah, Chris Savage is awesome. He's involved. <laughs> he's a cool dude. You can tweet us at Alan Tempod. We have an email, it is Alan Presents at gmail.com. Oh, I have a Facebook app. Alan Presents. So, the music you're listening to right now, that is Flippin' Combined Effort, Flippin' CE, anywhere that you can find them. Uh, the art of Studio Fetus. Thank you so much for the artwork. I really need to sit down with you. So, uh, we have one more film in our February comedy month. Uh, an absolute banger. I laughed a lot at this last one that we, that we did. Or going to. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Sorry, you making hand signals. Sorry. We'll be back next week with our last film in February. So like always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you soon. Okay, bye, guys. Toots. Now that's spooky.